I'm Megan. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to the Travel Mug Podcast. Every episode, we talk about travel destinations, interesting trivia, and even some travel fails. Let's dive into today's episode. Don't forget to travel mug. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Travel Mug Podcast. Megan isn't here today, but I do have two very special guests, Derek and Doug from Rope Drop Radio. Hey, guys. Hello. Thanks for having us on. Excited. I'm so excited, too. Fun fact, the first time I was ever on a podcast, I was a guest on your show. I've been on twice. Uh, 105 and 125, which was oh, you even looked it up. I know (laughs) she's organized and professional, Derek. That's That's a lot better than we do. I was gonna guess like four years ago, that was my rough idea. (laughs) No, I think two years ago, maybe, but close ish. (laughs) All right, so we're gonna talk about Disney today. If you haven't guessed, they are a Disney podcast. So we're going to talk about Disney in 2021, and I know both of you guys have gone since Disney reopened in the summer. So how did you feel about going to Disney during the COVID times? Felt, one, really excited to be back and have something that was somewhat normal, and it was just, it was still magical. It was good to be back. They definitely are taking care of you from a health perspective Um, for where we live at in America. Disney is like a thousand times more serious about everything. Mm -hmm. So it felt really good and safe with the protocols with masks. Like I think we saw like five noses the whole time. (laughs) And when you did see a nose, you usually saw a cast member, you know, letting them know that they're in the wrong. So that was it was still, it was great to be back there after the long hiatus. That that was the big I don't want to go that long without going to Disney ever again. <laughs> or the idea of if I wanted to go tomorrow, yes. I can't. Like yeah. that's the more frightening thing. That was, yeah. But no, I felt totally safe. There's people out cleaning constantly. Uh, cast members going above and beyond, making sure you were wearing masks and social distancing. Uh, it is funny because uh, there are times where you will not social distance because you're just mind trained to uh, fill all available space. So Doug <laughs> yeah. had to hold me back uh, many a times. Not uh, a problem for all of us. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> for certain people. Doug just needed a leash and, and reel me back in. But yeah. overall, I agree with Doug. I feel much safer at Disney World than I do at my local grocery store here in the States. And I go back in January and I cannot wait. And people are like, are you worried? No, not really at all. Once I get in the parks, I feel like the magic keeps you safe. And also Disney's doing a good job. Yeah. You really felt completely safe, even with my driving, Derek? No, not not that at all. That was just that wasn't because she said COVID related. No, that was, yeah, that was Doug driving safe. Absolutely not. And now Doug's daughter is learning how to drive. So now I have uh, yeah, so now I have to be even careful being anywhere on the roads. Yeah, maybe don't go to Nebraska right now. I don't know. Uh, not advised. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> so I'm in Canada. You guys are in uh, the States, obviously. So it's a little bit more difficult for us Canadians to mm-hmm. get to Florida right now. So the land borders are closed to um, anybody that's not going for an essential reason or visiting a family member. Uh 
So wait, we, wait, research for a podcast is not essential. Essential, probably not. I don't know. I would try. I mean, Ooh. but our our air borders, there are flights going through. You do have to self-isolate for two weeks once you come home. Um, but I, I don't know. I've heard stories of people of snowbirds going to Florida this winter. So people are doing it. We do have a trip booked for October 2021. And I'm really excited. I'm also a little nervous. I don't know for sure if it's going to happen, but I love Disney's cancellation policy. It's very flexible. So we paid our $200 deposit and we can decide up to 30 days before if it's a no-go for us. And they just refund that deposit. And yeah, that's why I booked through Disney. Actually booked through Doug's wife, Michelle, who's a travel agent. Who's amazing? P.S. <laughs> yes, yes, she is. I, I agree. You have to say amazing. that. But as someone who else has used her, she is amazing. I agree. <laughs> yeah, we've used her uh, in the past for cruises, which we talked about on our last episode. What are and, cruises? Yeah, I, I don't know. know. At this point, it's <laughs> mythical thing. Yeah. Oh, I miss them. I was yeah. supposed to be on one like two weeks ago. So oh, yeah, it's, it's I hard. know. I missed mine in in april and then now we have a cruise credit that we have to use so i have to go on one before 2022 or before the uh, end of you, 2022. next november you can join me <laughs> it's not a disney credit oh a, never mind i know it's norwegian but you know <laughs> maybe the ships will go to the same places and we can at, at this them. point <laughs> i just want to be out of uh, out of my house and enjoying uh, any kind of travel yes so let's chat about planning Disney and how it might be different for planning 2021 as opposed to the before times. Uh, So how important do you think it is to book in advance now? I know we usually book our vacations about a year out. Do you think that's still necessary? I think it really is still necessary because so many people have pushed their travel plans from 2020 to 2021 and now kind of into the Second three fourths. That's not a thing. I'm bad at math. (laughs) It makes sense. I know where you're going. Right. The first quarter of 2021, people have already been like, yeah, I'm going to abandon ship there. And they're kind of all like March after and after it's really getting crowded. So like your October time, definitely good that you're already booked Mm -hmm. because the one thing you have to do right now for Disney is make a park pass. Which So you can't just like go and then show up at the parks whatever day you want. You have to pick the parks that you're going to rope drop or at least start at in advance. And some of those book out like Christmas week full. You can't no dice if you're just rolling in and trying to get a day of ticket. So planning in advance still still very important. Um, Even with one change of dining. They changed how far out you have to plan that, and that's only 60 days. So, yes, the year is still important, but dining, at least you're not trying to book that 180 days in advance. Mm -hmm. That's totally fair. And I know not all of the hotels are open, so there's less options for booking hotels. Like, there's less rooms available. So. It's, yeah, you're not wandering around empty resorts. They're kind of funneling people into Mm -hmm. certain resorts. So uh, with not all the hotels being open, are there any that you would uh, suggest for like a better experience during COVID at all? 
Yeah, it all comes down to price range, of course, whatever your budget is. That's why it's always good to work with a travel agent. Um, but right now, there isn't as many options as there usually are. Uh, so I like to recommend, and I don't know about Doug, but uh, I like the Skyliner. It's easy way to get two theme parks, uh, Epcot and Hollywood Studios knocked out. So you can stay at Caribbean Beach right now, and that is a moderate, so fair price in there. Or uh, if you want, you can stay at uh, Pop Century or Art Animation opening back up. And basically, you're back on the uh, Skyliner routes. But uh, even with the resorts the way they are, there are a lot of buses running. Mm -hmm. And those buses are efficient. They're not filling them up. Uh, They're still getting some social distancing on there. So there's still good ways to go. So even if you want to stay at the monorail loop, you're still going to get buses taking you to all the resorts. I mean, the Poly's not open and that sucks, but uh, <laughs> you still have the contemporary and, and uh, everything open. So um, yeah, it, there's still a lot of great ones to go to. Doug, what do you recommend? So the ones that are fully open, like you mentioned the Skyliner, I would say the Yacht Club is your deluxe one that's on the Skyliner, that mm-hmm. regular rooms are there. And then the Contemporary, the Grand Floridian are also fully open. But then there's a lot of the other resorts where the DVC or the villa section is still open and you don't have to belong to DVC to book a villa. Anybody can. So it's essentially open, but kind of halfway that's animal kingdom lodge, wilderness lodge. Um, you also have old Key West and Saratoga Springs where you can book a villa. Um, so they're open, but they're not like all the way open. Mm-hmm. Just means they're not going to be as crowded. So maybe booking a one bedroom at Wilderness Lodge is a good time to do it. Um, same thing with Beach Club and Boardwalk. Their villas are open, but not their regular rooms. And on the moderate side, you mentioned Caribbean Beach. It's on the Skyliner. Um, the other one that's open is Coronado Springs, Coronado. Yep. which the we really like. Centrally located on property. Mm-hmm. So shortest travel distance to all four parks in theory. But uh, the ones that we we have not seen and will not see for a while are some of our beloved Riverside French Quarter. Mm-hmm. All stars be open for are they? All star movies is Mo- I saw that movies is open. Yes. Up. Yep, but yeah. the other two are not yet. So we're booked at Pop, and so we've always done a value resort, and so we're booked at Pop, and then movies. Uh, announced that they were opening and I kind of talked to my husband asked him if he wanted to switch to save a few dollars because it is slightly cheaper and we decided that nope we're gonna stick with pop because the Skyliner just makes those uh you know ten dollars a night I think or mm-hmm. less worth it so I think absolutely I agree yeah. with that yeah it's it's really nice coming home from the parks mm-hmm. like at the end of the day hopping on the Skyliner is so easy, so quick and relaxing. Beats waiting for a bus. (laughs) Speaking of bus, let's talk about the transportation. I saw or listened to your episode or episodes after you've been back that you guys have rented cars to kind of avoid like the Magical Express, which would usually take you from the airport to your hotel. Uh, So you've been driving yourself a bit more. How do you feel about the transportation and why did you decide to drive yourself? Um, 
basically we rented the car. I used to rent cars all the time when the kids were little. I thought that was easier. I don't know if it really was or not. It was <laughs> at least something I told myself to sleep better at night. But we did it essentially because we didn't want to sit with other people because sometimes you get on the Magical Express and it, you could be on the bus an hour and a half mm-hmm. between sitting and waiting to go and then getting there and stopping at other resorts. So um, renting a car is super fast, especially from Alamo. You can prepay and just walk straight to your car. Um, there's others that do the same thing. So we never like talked to a person. We just kind of got in a car and we felt like we stole it type of thing. <laughs> um, the worst part though, was my driving. So that's also Derek's navigating was subject. Too. That's true. I know. It was I, like I just FaceTiming, assumed. FaceTiming his kids while he should have been telling me that where that turn. is probably, I just assumed yeah. you knew where you were going. <laughs> dark and no, I didn't. I didn't know. But it's it's pretty easy. Um, we didn't drive it to all the parks. We did drive it to some of the parks, though. Um, so buses still are great. They're keeping you distant and safe. Um, you know, I think all the modes are working just fine. What okay. thoughts on that, Derek? Oh, I think so. I think they're going above and beyond. Even the Skyliner, just it's you, uh, your family, your your party. So if you're a party of one. Uh, they're putting you on there. And I think now they might be, you know, letting another party of one on there with you, but not much. No, <laughs> no, no, no still just one keeping it up. Okay. Yeah. They're trying. got to get those. No, I don't know how they're going to get the numbers up on the Skyliner though. Those lines are ridiculously long. They just look long. I mean, yeah. they're not that bad really. It's the problem is so many people are lining up before they open. They just need to open earlier. I it's agree. Really just that rush in the morning. That's a question mark for the Skyliner. But uh, the rest of the day, they're fantastic. Gotcha. Traveling in off-peak times is probably the best way to go on the Disney transportation. It really is. Perfect. So the park reservation system, we talked about, you mentioned that uh, a minute ago. So this is completely new to COVID. So if you haven't gone yet, it's totally new system. So how does it work? And is it easy to use? My first advice would be to ask that friend that you didn't want advice from that went one time to Disney World six years ago mm-hmm. to help you out. They're going to yeah. know everything. It's, That's usually. Yeah. They know everything. They give all the advice. <laughs> um, it was easy. Derek, did you did you make your own park passes? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's so easy. Derek can do it. Derek Perfect. took care of it. And I got my ones in January already done all by myself. Ooh. I know. <laughs> Big time. Just, when I travel with Doug, I sometimes make the assumption that Doug's going to do all the the little steps for me, like at reservations and park planning. But uh, Michelle texted me and made sure, Derek, this is one you got to do on your own. I know you can do it. I believe in you. And I did it. It's not really that complicated. It's my Disney experience. You find the park pass reservation system. You go to the date you want. You find the park that you want to go to on that date. Click and hopefully you can get in. Yeah, and other than the really busy days, it hasn't been an issue if you have a hotel reservation. Mm-hmm. Now, annual pass holders may have a different story as far as availability, uh, but for if you have a hotel reservation, your odds are pretty good. But definitely smart to do it as soon as you make your reservation. Don't wait and assume Hollywood Studios is just going to be there on the day you want to go. <laughs> but it is kind of nice that you don't have to worry about extra magic hours or anything 
extra. Like you just really need to pick what day you need to go where. Yep. Um, the park crowds are pretty even across the board. Weekends are going to be a little bit busier. So if a park's more important to you, try to avoid the weekend for that park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I made ours for October and it was super easy. And I found it hard to choose which park on which day. It was just kind of like a random like, I don't know what we're going to feel like doing on Tuesday. Let's pick Epcot. Like, it's kind of like a shot in the dark. It seems like this. I I just knew for me, I don't want to mess with the weekend crowds for Hollywood Studios. Mm -hmm. So I knew that one could not be a Saturday or a Sunday. And so that's 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 my advice advice. with it. Yeah, for sure. Um, And so up until now, park hopping has not been available. So park hopping is going to be more than one park per day but they've just announced that it is coming mm-hmm. back Jane. so excited one so excited it is a little bit different from the old way of park hopping though yes they have a few controls built in at least at first we'll see how fast they go by the wayside but you pick your first park with the park pass and then like basically two o'clock then you can hop And some parks may be open, some parks may not. You have to check the app. And some parks may close to hopping at a certain time. Like, if they get too many people coming for dinner, maybe something closes, that sort of thing. But it's exciting. It's coming back. I'm I'm glad for the annual pass holders who have been very upset. But, yeah, even when we went, we were done with Animal Kingdom in a couple hours. We would have loved to go to Epcot and eat dinner. So this is just a, another, I think it's a great way for Disney to keep making some extra revenue too, by allowing some of the annual pass holders to go spend more money in other parks. We would have liked to just take the Skyliner somewhere for dinner at the yeah. very least. Too. Yeah. yeah. Cause some parks are open later than others. So if you mm-hmm. finish at an early park, you can kind of hop to a, to one that's open a bit later and kind of extend those park hours. Cause the park hours have been shorter than typical park hours. So. Yes, I'm very excited about park hopping. I'm excited about the park hours over the Christmas holiday. We'll mm-hmm. be there over Christmas. And they're, they're not Christmas normal, but they're definitely going to feel much more normal. Early mornings into the evening. So we're, when we were there in September, it was like they opened at 10, closed at 4. I mean, maybe not quite that drastic, but it felt like it. It felt <laughs> yeah. like it, yep. It felt like it. Yes, I know you were drinking at pool bars at night, so yeah, that's not a typical. You, the uh, fact that that's group. even open blew my mind. But yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they needed something for people yep. to do. <laughs> yep, the old uh, Pop Century pool bar is where all the finest liqueur <laughs> is available for consumption. Yes. So let's talk about the food, so dining reservations. They're usually usually making those six months in advance, and now you are not. So do you find that dining reservations are easier or harder to get or about the same? I just made four ADRs uh, a couple days ago for my trip mm-hmm. in January, and it's just my wife and I, so two of us, but we got everything that we wanted pretty darn close to the times we wanted, which is very unique. Mm -hmm. I didn't really have to finagle, but again, it is January. It is a less busy time. And only two of you. And only two of us. Yeah. So if you're making bigger reservations with the smaller tables, it is going to be a little bit more of a challenge. uh, We've definitely had a challenge with our Christmas dates and the party of five, I think is affected more by the social distancing in the restaurants because Mm -hmm. they just don't have as many big tables. So I think 
it, it, yes and no to that question. It can be, but it doesn't have to be depending on when you're going and the size of your party, the bigger your party, like I think you get to eight, you're probably just, I mean, that's like capacity at some places. Practically. <laughs> Can't even get into Ogas at that. No. Right. That's yeah. it's, I mean, it, it's what it feels like. They Actually, have wait so a minute. We had like a party of eight at Ogas almost. We so did. Great. We yep. had- but we were the only ones in there. Yeah. It was like party. yeah. There was there was one other person. Four of us, right? Okay. Four, four, yeah, four of us. Four of us. It wasn't quite eight. Not quite. Carried uh, two. Carried. It's uh, go math. So yeah. yeah. So quick service restaurants in the parks. Um, quick service is like kind of a. Yeah. No, what are the words I'm looking Fast food. Fast food. Yep. That's Fast what I'm food. Yeah. Uh, so they're really encouraging, almost requiring, requiring, mobile, requiring mm-hmm. mobile requiring. ordering. So you can't just walk up really and order. Like mobile. my parents could, like they would <laughs> look, let it go. Yeah. They'll let like my parents meander to the right guest or cast member to let the guest in to order. They, they will do that for okay. like my parents. <laughs> But Young they'd look at like us, us and be yeah. like, no, no, mobile order. They Get won't, your they, cell phone out. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be like, you could be like, I don't understand. They'll be like, go figure it out. To right. Us. Yeah. yeah. Ask your kids. That's how you <laughs> tell them to get their phone out. Yeah. You have a calculator. You can order food. There you go. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I've never used mobile ordering, but I don't usually put a cell phone plan on my phone when we come to Florida. Mm. So that's something I'm going so to have to think like do dependent on the Wi-Fi. I am, which is sketchy Spotty. at best. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I guess I'm going to have to get on board with the you, mobile. Order. You really don't get data in America. Well, I have to pay for it. Really? Yes. Your plan doesn't. Wow. My plan just includes Mexico and Canada. I feel Mine so is not. Now. Every time I go visit my family in Canada, I'm on. A, I can only use their Wi-Fi. I can never call. Uh, yeah, our wow. Canadian cell phone plans are also Rogers. Way more Is that what it was? The Rogers plan. Rogers. Like There's that. a Rogers. Uh, there are a lot yep, of. That's it. That's it. Yeah. They have that's a lot of stadiums. Have. They, they own all the stadiums. That's, that's all I know. That is true. Yeah. yeah. So My I parents learned I'll... a valuable lesson from that <laughs> back when I was a teenager in Canada with my <laughs> grandparents and aunt and uncles, and how much our phone bill was that time around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm. dangerous driving across that. Wow, I didn't think phone. I was that special, but I feel really. Mom. Thank you, Verizon Wireless. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So mobile ordering—it's yes, it, it's not as easy as a park pass. Okay. But once again, Derek can do it. Um, I never did it on our I've trip. Actually, I did it all the time when take they care started. Of me. Mm-hmm. I have loved it yeah. since the beginning of mobile ordering. I used yeah. it in Disneyland quite a bit because those lines got ridiculous. So I'm a huge fan of any, it's just like Uber Eats or DoorDash or any of those type of things. Right. Basically, you're ordering your meal. They'll tell you exactly, you know, go to counter number four and you go up there. But yeah, Doug's right. It's it's everywhere. And so if you just want a quick soda from a counter service restaurant or a, a coffee, you got to mobile order it and wait a ridiculous long time when I just want to walk up and grab a drink. Also, your hotel. You have yep. to do it Okay. at the food courts at the hotel. Yeah. It's that was first snack. That was, yeah. That was the surprise. Derek's coffee in the morning. He had to wait for them to open, place the mobile order, and then mm-hmm. wait for it to get called. And would you say you, you get the order in, you have everything ready, you place it, and then you have to hit like, we're here? Yep, we're here. Right? Okay. And, and you would say maybe hit that when you're about 100 feet away. <laughs> 
when you're almost there. Almost uh, there. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, I think give it a good five minute lead time on that <laughs> for sure. And it was entertaining because there was three of us on our group placing marble orders, and like usually the order you place it in seemed to have nothing to do with nope, the order not at all. we got it in. Cool. The amount of food someone ordered, totally random. Where they put you inside, like a cosmic rays, which is big. They put like Alex in one line that worked good, and then me in another line that worked good, and then Derek. They just put him in a line where he got yelled at all the whole time. Oh, pretty much because that's was, where everyone was, was. But you everybody was in that line. It's like you're in line eleven. You're in line eleven. You're in line eleven. That was Derek. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Sweet. So yeah. Doug, question because I mm-hmm. know that you also have food allergies. Did yes. are you able to put something in when you're ordering that you kind of have food allergies <sighs> or no? I don't know for sure. I'm a bad person to ask that question because okay. my allergy is weird. Okay. Um, it's very specific. Yeah. And I know that Cosmic Rays is not going to be fancy enough to put mangoes, cashews, or pistachios in their burgers. That's totally so I fair. I feel yeah. pretty safe. I do believe for nut allergies, things like that, you click something, you get to talk to someone. Gotcha. Um, there, okay. there is an avenue for you to have a discussion. I do know that. Um. I know a Facebook allergy group has all the great advice Mm -hmm. that I halfway pay attention to because (laughs) my allergy gets treated as, as, Oh, that's cute. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, it's, but yeah. Okay. I've always had the EpiPen ready for him though. He just wants to stick me with it. That's true. (laughs) And save your life. Be the hero. Yes, I will be the hero. <laughs> if I need it, I'm just worried you're going to use it when I don't need it. <laughs> yeah, no, don't do that. Maybe, so. maybe I'll use it. Maybe we can share it. Get that extra it boost. I have no idea. That way. <laughs> okay, I'm not a doctor. I can't share that. <laughs> uh, <sighs> with that, in the parks, you did. You said you felt like it was still magical. That didn't. The restrictions didn't take away the magic. No, I, it was very magical. I mean, once you get back, you've it's, been gone for so long. You walk in and mm-hmm. you forget that you're wearing a mask. You forget that you're social distancing a little bit. It just, you, the, the Disney just comes on over you. Yeah, you do forget because then you walk in yeah. too close to people. <laughs> but it but it is true that you just, you get there and, and you're just so happy to be back in the parks that mm-hmm. it, like I wasn't a f- bothered or anything while wearing a mask. I was just so glad to be back that it, it was great. And in the fact that everyone's doing it and everyone's complying just yeah. kind of brings a, a unity, I think, to everyone mm-hmm. that's traveling and going to Disney that we're all going to do this together and support each other because we do not want to go through another Disney World shutdown. <laughs> we all agree to that subconsciously when we walk into the mat and we can all nod to each other knowing mm-hmm. that that's how we feel and that's why we're doing the things we do. And I use more hand sanitizer on that trip than I have in previous years of my life. But everyone's doing Doing it, everyone's washing their hands, and we all just are glad to be back. Yeah, and if you haven't agreed to Derek's little pack there, just don't go. If if yeah. you can't keep that mask on, just it's not for you. Nope. If you have no problems wearing a mask, then come on down and have a great time. That's that's really it. It's and the mask, like Disney entertains you. You forget it's on mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And we were there in September when. Basically, Disney is like three or four feet away from the surface of the sun. That's the rough distance, I believe it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hot. it's hot. 
and yeah. humid and miserable. And I don't think the mask actually made it any worse because <laughs> it's already hot, humid. Yeah. And when we go in December, you know what? That mask may actually be pretty nice. Might keep my nose warm. Yes. I it, mean, it's been nice here in, in Canada because it's been getting quite cold. And I think it has been in Nebraska, too. It, kinda it was snowing a little bit today. today oh. just, we, had, we had fall yesterday. <laughs> Winter. Winter today. Yep. Who knows what tomorrow holds? Maybe spring. I mean, who knows? That'd, That'd be, be awesome. All right. Yeah. I'm ready for spring already. <laughs> Skip the snow completely. <laughs> so the protocols to get into the parks. Um, we mentioned masks, so you have to wear a mask. It's age two and up wearing mm-hmm. masks. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then so when you go into the parks, they're doing a temperature check. Yes. Yes. Is that the first thing they do? Like before you get into the park? Yeah. First First thing they do, the the little gun to your forehead. I don't think we saw anybody fail that. Mm -hmm. Um, Nope. Did we? Yeah. Because so most of those guns, you need to be about um, three centimeters away from a forehead there. I put it in metric for you. Oh, thank you Um, so much. (laughs) About three centimeters. And I think on average, when they took our temperature, what would you say? They're a foot. Oh, a foot, foot oh. and a half. Easy. So nice. a meter not, even. There you go. The, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, half a meter? No. <laughs> yeah. It's, <sighs> it was definitely a, a, a yard. I don't know. A different right. measurement of some sort. It was, it was but not <laughs> They were not three centimeters away. Therefore, right. your odds of failing the temperature check mm-hmm. are low. Gotcha. Um, even in the Florida heat, I do think if you have a hat on, it's probably wise to take it off, you know, as you approach the temperature check mm-hmm. tent, not like a second before, mm-hmm. because right where that headband is on your forehead can right. make it a little, little warmer. So that would be about the only way. And the great thing about the temperature checks is it does keep the people that have a fever away, which keeps everybody healthy in lots of ways. Yes. And they don't just like, take your temperature once and fail you and make you leave. They like give you a chance to like cool off yeah. it's just because you've been overheated standing outside or whatever. So because you're running to rope drop. Yeah. Yes. They'll let you, they have a little cooling tent area. I don't know. Did we ever see anybody in see one of those? I, no. I mean, I didn't study them too hard after the first day. Cause yeah. after the first day, it was just like do, do, do temperature and then move on to security. Right. Yeah. I think security has changed a bit since the last time I was there too. So they have new machines. There's not actually someone like going through your oh, it's bag. So and much nicer. Like magic. I'm so excited. Like I, I don't know what kind like of radiation a- they put through you, but it's oh my God. It, it's ma- the the days of magic. Me pushing a stroller and a bag and them checking every nook and cranny. They still will, are, Derek. They probably will. <laughs> they got your poster up in a break they room do, somewhere. <laughs> But yeah, the fact that I just walked through that line and, and I had all the podcasting equipment and it didn't even go off. I was like, I, what are you even checking for? <laughs> they checked for all the rope drop radio buttons we had in oh, Shell's yeah. purse. Yeah. They did yeah. check for those. No, I mean, yeah. they're catching that triggered something. It. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I why. hope it works. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll learn might more soon. stab somebody with all of those tiny pins. I mean, gosh. You never know. Never <laughs> know. We never really got to pass out you because we're social distancing enough. anyway. Yeah, we took all these buttons to hand out. And then, like, if you were to approach somebody to hand them something right now, They'd they would, like, like swat no. it away. Like, <laughs> ah, get out of here. Yeah, it wouldn't work. You, like, have to leave it on the ground and then 
walk away and then oh we did that for one of our patrons (laughs) yes we did we did (laughs) there's ways around it (laughs) yeah so your podcast is called rope drop radio but we might have some listeners that don't know what the heck rope drop is so a what is rope drop and b how has it changed since covid times have come into play well, rope dropping is a term that Disney's been using forever, and it's literally those people that come to the park first thing in the morning. There is a rope, no joke. It is one that you can buy at any hardware store, probably <laughs> a nickel. Uh, but that is what's used to keep the crowds at bay. And so people who line up on the rope are called rope droppers, and they're the first ones in the park. So uh, Doug and I have always been Disney fanatics, even before we knew each other. We've both been those kind of guys that were first ones in the park, me because I'm cheap, because I want to get like every penny out of going to Disney as possible. I'll be the first one in the park, last one to leave. Uh, Doug, because his wife is yeah, the rope drop queen. It. Yeah, and we'll literally yeah. drag him kicking and str- <laughs> screaming. But yeah, rope drop is for those Disney fanatics that that want to be there first, want to experience everything with no crowds, no lines, and yeah, uh, yeah it's really good. And then, yeah, it definitely has changed a little bit uh, with COVID, Doug. You kind of trickle in now. They uh, Once they open the gates, you just go. You go all the way to the attractions, fill the queues. Some are running a half hour before the park opens. Some are not. So definitely get to the park early. And one way they let people trickle in is one using Disney transportation kind of spreads you out because not all the buses can show up at once. Mm -hmm. And the parking plaza kind of holds you back in your cars because you're not going to spread COVID while you're in your car next to another car. So they kind of keep you congregated there rather than congregated on a rope. Mm -hmm. And it's sad. They don't just drop a rope anymore. That was Mm -hmm the good old days but you know you trip over ropes so now yeah, it's danger yeah. liability issues <laughs> yeah they pulled the a rope all the way away and osha ruins the <laughs> so how early do you need to get there because if the park opens at nine you cannot show up at 8 55 and rope drop that's no, just you failed. how it goes so how early do you think that people should be getting there during these times kind of want to be at the park at uh like say it opens at nine like 8 15 at the latest okay. which can be a challenge <laughs> because some of the transportation doesn't open that early so right. you would need to be on like the first or second bus out of your resort which means you need to line up for your bus like an hour hour and a half earlier than mm-hmm. that so it can be pretty early the parking um Plaza didn't open until right about that time. So you need to be among the first cars in, which is tricky to time. Um, one great thing about the Yacht Club is you can walk to Hollywood Studios or Epcot. And Hollywood Studios is probably the most critical one right now, I would mm-hmm. say. Right. And um, Contemporary and Grand Floridian now. You can, you can walk, walk to the Magic Kingdom. The Magic Kingdom, yeah. So the new sidewalk is open. I from can't the believe that wasn't there before. I cannot believe they just built that thing. Right. I mean, Ooh. it takes a little pressure off the transportation. Right now, every blogger on Earth is walking it. So yeah. I mean, I should thing. be there. What the heck? <laughs> right. Essential travel, Jay. Yeah. You gotta work yep. on that. Heck, when we were there, every blogger, vlogger, podcaster was there. It's uh, they changed the. Uh, decor for fall decor yeah 
So if you ever want to join the uh, the group of vloggers, bloggers, just go and they change something. Yeah, yeah. we were there. And something. speak of what they, they did, the Halloween stuff the first time, mm-hmm. which also meant they switched over the cavalcades. We didn't mention that earlier. Oh, yes. But the cavalcades are, you know, if we're going to make lemonade out of some lemons, the cavalcades are definitely the lemonade of I this agree. whole thing. When we talked about it, it still felt like Disney. We forgot wearing masks. It was because like every 10, 15 minutes in the Magic Kingdom, if you're anywhere near the parade route, there goes another float just randomly. Just yeah. characters on it waving at everyone. I mean, Epcot, we practically got ran over by Anna and Elsa like <laughs> 10 times. We hear the let it go and we got to go. We was yeah. like, oh, we got to get out of here. They're coming. <laughs> yeah, that's really fun because you can't meet characters right now. So this yes. is kind of like the way that they let you see them. I know I've seen them at the top of the train station at magic mm-hmm. kingdom kind of like waving and yeah that that definitely adds the magic it's, back in it's it. wonderful no awkward conversations <laughs> with the princess it's great i love it it's couldn't be better for me oh. still hope they come back sometime i, I mean i do yeah. too but i'm glad that they made this sort of concession yeah. that uh, you kind of still get to see the characters I kind of want, I'm starting to wonder if we'll ever see regular parades again during the mm. day. Oh, I agree. I, yeah. I don't know. These are such a hit. Yeah. Cause they have them in all, all of the parks. Do they have anything at, at they Hollywood do. Studios? Yes. Um, Hollywood studios, they have like cars that they sit on uh, and they have a Disney junior one, a Mickey Pixar. mouse one and a Pixar one. So three yeah. different ones that roll through and the cars look like hot wheels, essentially. Oh, like some people think that's probably the highlight. Trip. <laughs> and the animal kingdom ones are boats going yes through. Yeah. it's a little harder to see you have to yeah. be in the right spot but they go around discovery island hmm. and wave yeah well gives it a little bit more fun uh so rides how are the lines for the rides because they sometimes look scary on the app looks can be deceiving okay. uh, a lot of uh a lot of people have gone and tried them and timed them and they're not nearly what they usually say though they do get pretty long like rock and roller coaster mickey minis runaway railway those lines can just look horrendous and and they can be a rough way but since you are social distancing you're always moving like that's the thing i noticed in every line that we're in we never were able to stop we just kept going uh there's other things in the the lines that will throw you off like giant plexiglass uh barriers everywhere you go and so you can't even you know touch the people in front of you or line cutting i realize is a lot more challenging now with all the Mm. plexiglass so um but it's just a lot of new things but uh, it's really not as bad as the app can make you think it is and they've recently added more plexiglass to ride vehicles to increase capacity. So Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway in the last couple of weeks, the weights have almost been cut in half, mm-hmm. which is fantastic because they added plexiglass between the front row and the back row of the different uh, train cars. Mm-hmm. So that's been a really good thing along with Rise of the Resistance. Rise, yep. And I think only one ride we were on, the plexiglass had any impact on the experience. And that was probably Jungle Cruise um, because the, the... Oh, it kind of... It was so... Up. It was dirty and <laughs> fogged up. Oh, like no. you could tell all the moisture and everything and like spraying, like 
sanitizing stuff is not the same as Windex. No, I will say that because like in my work, we clean safety glasses that go to patients and they'll look at them and be like, Oh, this says a streak. It's like, yeah, because we cleaned it with opticide. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> not a streak free. It's, it's cleaner than you trust me. You can lick it, but don't, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's so I think seeing the skipper and you lose some of the facial expressions with the mask as right. well. Yeah. And when you're delivering jokes, mm-hmm. it is important, but yeah. not that important. It was still funny. It was still good. But other than that, I don't think the plexiglass hindered a thing. Mm-hmm. I could have probably used more plexiglass on Everest just to protect people around me. <laughs> you didn't puke. And that was the win of the day. Didn't puke. I hate that ride. Listen, every time I listen to your show, I'm like, I'm just going to go hang out with Doug and we're going to get a Dole Whip and the rest of the people can do whatever the heck they want. Because Sounds perfect. Doug and I are a Disney pair that can hang out for did sure. Did you at least Sounds listen good. to the episode of Doug uh, on of Everest? Of course I did. Okay, there we and go. And I, I cringed because that's how uh, I feel on there. And I wasn't embellishing or being dramatic at all. When I re-listened to it, I'm like, I could have played it up more for radio, <laughs> but I didn't need to. No. It's horrendous, and I hate it. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So rides, usually when you're going to the park, you book fast passes, which is basically like booking a time to ride a ride, which they have completely done away with, with no sign of bringing it back ever, maybe. Who freaking knows at this point? We have no idea. But do you miss fast passes? Yes. There we go. Yes. Yes. Yep. I don't know. I, I, yes and no, because it keeps all the lines moving mm-hmm. by not having them. Yeah. So like, like you just said, Derek, they all move. Like the yeah. whole, they just move. Yeah. Once you add fast pass, standby doesn't move. As There's fast. something it's, reassuring knowing that you have this e-ticket attraction at this time. There's also something reassuring knowing that yeah, I could just take a half hour and get this done. Yeah. Any day, every day. I like the idea of not having time commitments for rides Mm -hmm. um, because, I don't know, sometimes you just want to do something else. Um, And then you're on your app moving fast passes around or something. So I kind of like the idea of not having them and everybody not having them. So it's all kind of like everybody. Yeah. It's the equal like level playing field kind of thing. Like you just go get in line and you wait however long it is. Once one group of people has them, then you want them. Oh, you know, yeah. It's sure. like, yeah. say they just come back to resort guests. Well, then you really want to be a resort guest. Say they yeah. just come back like Max Pass at Disneyland where you pay for them. Well, then, yeah, you want them. Yeah. But as long as they're not back for anyone, then I'm good with it. Yeah. I can but, agree with know, that a little bit. A little bit. That's fair. Yeah. I just need a magical fast pass that works all the time. Though. All That's the time. Personally. <laughs> for everything just, just for life. me yeah <laughs> dmv everything uh so do you feel like right now is a good time for first time visitors to go to disney or should they just wait until maybe it returns to more of a normal quote-unquote life uh, I think it's actually a good time for first timers to go because it is an experience that you're going to hopefully never have again because <laughs> no one wants to go through or going through again. So even if it's your first time, 
yeah, you can see what it's like. Uh, some low crowds, uh, the masks, the plexiglass. It's just something unique that Disney's not done. And so I, I still recommend it. And there's still a lot of fun to be had. Yes, you're not meeting characters or, or fireworks at the moment. I don't know when this show comes out, they could change all that. But uh but it's still one of those unique situations where I'm glad Doug and I went. I know a lot of people gave us some like, really? And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's an experience. It's worth trying out. And if it's your once in a lifetime trip, that one, I might be a little bit more uh, lenient or less lenient on, but uh, uh, definitely if you're a Disney person who thinks they're going to go more often uh, or want to make a trip, this is a good time to go. Yeah. AKA you should go, Jen. Yeah. Yeah. I, if if you're a regular, like every couple of years, definitely it's a no brainer. Go. It's got different things to experience. It's a different way, low crowd. You know, you, you do stand in some lines, but you don't, not long lines. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's unique and still fun, still magic. Everybody needs a little magic right now. Anyway, um, where I do waffle is the first timers, right? Or the once in the lifetime. The, the people checking the Disney box off to say like, oh, we took our kids. We're done. Um, I think before we did our last episode, I was kind of like, yeah, maybe wait another year. But then we did our last episode where we were talking about some of our favorite days or memories at mm-hmm. Disney and realized most of mine involved my children when they were little. Back when they were still cute and like liked me and uh, didn't <laughs> talk back. Not learning how to drive. There you go. Yeah, like. <laughs> Like they're all three and five. And so like you can't wait forever to take little ones because they're not little forever. So if you're always, there's so many people like, well, I want to wait till they can all do this. Like, you know, if you have like four kids, by the time the youngest one can do everything, the oldest one doesn't care anymore. Mm -hmm. So part of that comes into play. Like if this is the sweet spot age wise, go Um, as long as you can wear masks, it's not going to be an issue. Plenty of fun, plenty of family memories. Um, my wife took all three kids. They had a blast. They had some good times. I'm really looking forward to our trip in December with the kids again. I can't believe they left you behind. That's so rude. Ah, somebody had to work. I was told oh. was, Someone yeah. has to pay for the trips. <laughs> yeah. Very rude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's. I don't know if it's a good time to go for first-time visitors. I kind of agree with you. If it's your once-in-a-lifetime trip, I maybe wouldn't. But, yes, the kid thing, it's definitely a hard decision to make. But See, but we know that you say it's your once-in-a-lifetime trip. Oh, then you get hooked. And then you go, and you're like, well, we're going to do this every other year. There's people halfway through their their once-in-a-lifetime trip. Next time. Yeah. to try that restaurant i'm already planning my next three disney vacations during my current disney vacation (laughs) yeah it's an addiction it it is what it is you go back to the resort you turn on any one of those disney planning episodes yeah you're just Uh, like yep gotta do that oh my god i miss darn it stacy yeah (laughs) i mean all those must do's can't do them especially all. in the springs that that's the one that gets me doug because we're always at the park and how you like it's yeah, it happens. Busy springs, Derek. Jeez, you and T Rex just. I know. <laughs> not on par. I have kids. The sweet. They're at the sweet spot, Doug, where they like animatronic dinosaurs telling them what to eat. Or I guess they don't tell them what to eat. They <laughs> I was like, do they? they? I've never been. I, I tell them what to eat. Sorry. Maybe I, I need tell to go them back. what to eat. They yell at them. I don't know. 
I've missed I might some T Rex. I might have a couple cocktails when I'm eat at T Rex, so uh, never mind. What is in the cocktails? I'm starting to wonder now myself. <laughs> it's a little scary. <laughs> I want to thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Um, you guys have both been a really big inspiration to me for starting. Um, for when I started this podcasting journey, I know I've reached out to you, Derek, a bunch of times, like, what the heck am I doing? And you definitely set me on the right path, I think. Oh, good. I, I, I think, good I mean, <laughs> so obviously I think our listeners should listen to Rope Drop Radio because it is in my top five favorite podcasts. I mean, I think my podcast is my favorite, but Makes you're sense. up there. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. I, I barely yeah. keep my own in my top five, but yes. <laughs> So where else can people find you if they need all that Disney, Disney info? We are on all the social medias. Well, not all the social medias, just the good ones um, at Rope Drop Radio. So that's Facebook, Twitter, and the Instagram. And um, we also have a website, wdwropedroppers.com. Lesson there by your uh, URL name early on. I took that lesson from you and bought ours early on and actually made sure that the URL was available before we named the podcast. So I learned from you. There you go. I'm I'm glad I I share that story with everyone. Like we started the podcast, went to go buy the URL and someone took it like after it was available for like a week. Mm -hmm. So don't hesitate people. Nope. Don't That's hesitate. where we are. That's where we are. And I don't know, maybe someday we'll be making TikToks like 15-year-olds, but probably not. Yeah, we're, we're too old for that. <laughs> so uh, as always, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at the Travel Mug Podcast. And we'd love it if you'd share this show with a friend. And our next episode is actually going to be a very special bonus episode to end 2020. And then we'll be back in January with a full episode. Thank you for listening. Bye.